board the Truth Express with your conductor, Erskine, who give you the latest on national news, politics, policies, business, and government issues. Yes, it's the Truth Express with Erskine. That's our website, Truth Express Radio. And I have a great lineup. I have Guy Mitchell. I've got Claire Lopez, former CIA. I've got Dave Stoddard, who was in charge of the uh, border guards at one time, uh, Union. And all of that today. Guy Mitchell is a member of Phi Tau Sigma International Honor Society for Mechanical Engineers. Elected Distinguished Engineering Fellow at the College of Engineering, University of Alabama in 1995. He's written a book, of course, but his book is awesome. We need it today more than ever. Global Warming, The Great Deception. Gather that, The Great Deception. It explains the flawed claims of global warming caused by what? Human activity. We've had people like Greg Whitestone talking about CO2 coalition, and he's exactly right. Guy has written a tremendous book, Global Warming, The Great Deception. The amount of money given by government for those who are pushing the global warming uh, agenda, $3,500 to $1 for those who are questioning it. 97% of the scientists believe in global warming. No. 97% may be paid to say they do, but they don't believe in it. They can't believe in it. They aren't that stupid. Now, what woke you up, Guy? What woke you up when you wrote your book, uh, uh, Global Warming? What woke you? Erskine, it was was really sort of a serendipitous series of events. I was at a dinner party at a friend's house here in the North Carolina mountains more than five years ago. And a, a friend of mine who's a professor at a local college, uh, I asked while we were seated at the dinner table, what were the challenges of teaching the kids of today? And he responded, well, you know, some of them just won't accept the truth about certain subjects. And I said, well, what subjects would those be? And he said, well, global warming, for instance, and that 97% of the world's scientists believe that man's caused global warming. So I sat at the table, dinner table, for a minute, didn't say anything. All the guests looked around to see what, how I'd respond. And he said, well, guys, surely you agree with 97% of the world's scientists that man's caused global warming. And I didn't respond, that although I have uh, graduated with a degree in mechanical engineering and majored in thermodynamics, I was um, <clears throat> I was interested in some other uh, aspects of, of theoretical physics at the time, so I hadn't done much research on the subject. But that conversation that night started me on a uh, on a quest, if you will. And over the next four and a half years, I spent more than four thousand man hours uh, researching the subject of global warming and uh, all of the science involved. I looked at a hundred research papers that were peer-reviewed and published about the subject, all in an effort to try and try to find out what the science-based facts were, and right. they were decidedly different than than what was being reported in the media. Well, they were they were taking a lot of the facts off of computer-generated models, just like Michael Mann did with the hockey stick, 
where they were trying to show uh, one thing or another. Then the court ordered them to bring in their documents, and they said, oh, well, I can't do that. So they were lying. They were absolutely lying because they got money for lying. They got paid for lying. You didn't get advanced if you believed in the uh, fact that global warming isn't real. I learned a long time ago there's a difference. Now, I to talk and say that there's really not global warming, where I'm living, where it was 116 degrees yesterday is a hard thing for a person to do. But I realized that weather and climate are two different things. Climate is controlled primarily by the sun and it's cyclical. Weather is controlled by a lot of different things. We have the warmest day we've had in 10 years, or we've got the coldest day we've had in 10 years. That's not global uh, climate change. That is a uh, aberration. That is weather. Uh, we've had uh, 20 years, 30 years. It takes 30 years for it to become part of a real climate change. We haven't had a lot of climate change lately, have we? No. And and the thing about it is, is there have been many, there have been several books published that focus on what I call the empirical evidence for global warming. You know, claims of more severe hurricanes, uh, more severe droughts, more severe uh, extreme weather events like hot days and, and colder days. And the truth of the matter is, is all of those claims have been debunked using publicly available data. So that now the approach that I take in my book is different. And then I look at the science, I look at the physics and using peer reviewed published scientific research demonstrate that a change in concentration of CO2 in the atmosphere can have absolutely no effect on the Earth's climate. That uh, resulting heat flux, the downwelling heat flux, is de minimis. It gets lost in the system when it reaches the surface of the Earth. So, uh, y- y- you know, y- one can one can experience a hot day and think, uh-oh, it must be global warming. But people tend to forget the prior winter when it was extremely cold and no one, every time there's a, there's right. an empirical event where there's a, a cold snap, you know, of course now people blame that on global warming, if you can imagine. So it's really irrational and you have to look at the science and, and set all of the, you know, uh, anecdotal evidence aside and say, okay, what happens when a CO2 molecule absorbs a long wave infrared photon? Um, and the answer is, it's a de minimis amount of energy exchange, and uh, it's a it's a, it's a put up. It's all about, as you said, Erskine. It's about the money for the UN. The UN right. has publicly stated the Intergovernmental Panel for Climate Change has stated that their goal is to redistribute wealth from the developed right. nations to the developing nations under the guise of climate change. And the primary now, it, now redistribution of wealth. Isn't that basically socialism, pure socialism, to redistribute wealth? Of course it yeah, is. Yeah, I mean, and it's under the guise of, of trying to address climate change. But, but what they, what's interesting is that the proposed solution is not uh, some technical uh, 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 breakthrough that would substantially reduce CO2 emissions from electric power plants or anything else. It's the, it's the selling it's the buying and selling, the trading of carbon credits and carbon offsets. 
Oh, that's, that's where that's where Al Gore was going to make his money with the oh yeah, in two thousand and four Gore in a you know in two thousand and four Gore and a partner from Goldman Sachs founded Generational Investment Management in London. Uh, one one year before the Kyoto Protocol, the failed Kyoto Protocol went into uh, uh, effect, and and their goal was to uh, <clears throat> was to trade on this carbon market. And, and in 2004, the worldwide carbon market was $10 billion. In 2019, it was $210 billion. And it's forecast, well, at the end of 2021, it was re- reported to be $860 billion. So that's how fast this market is growing. That's where the real money is. And that's why people are promoting it, global investment firms, and certain world right. politicians and you know, it's all about well, the money. Well, if you can buy credits, you're not really cleaning anything up. It doesn't really matter because no. without CO2, we don't have any plants. Now, we've got countries. We've got Guyana. Guyana went green. Uh, their green energy score was 98. That's pretty good, isn't it? Uh, same thing, Sri Lanka, 95.6. France is up there. Netherlands are up there. The U.S. is way down at 58. Now, what's what do we have versus those other countries? Those other countries are broke. Those other countries don't have food. Those other countries are destitute right now. This is what happens when you go green, you go broke. And we've got the proof. <laughs> Sri Lanka, Guyana, France, Netherlands, Germany, too. They're all going broke. They haven't got fuel and they're having blackouts, brownouts, no production. Cheap energy equals prosperity. We're seeing it now in the United States with the cost of everything going up because of the energy prices. And who is that from? That's from our Joseph Robinette Biden, who the first yep. thing he did was what? Was to stop the stop the uh, creation of the pipeline. They were brought 960,000 barrels of oil to the United States. He stopped that. And this is having a terrific effect. So when people vote and they look at what's happening and they look at the cost of fuel, then thank, thank the president because he's the one who did it on behalf of the elites. It doesn't help the people. It only helps the elites because they want an unelected world government. That's why it's about. Well, it's very clear. I think if you look at it, you look at the facts and look at it in an objective manner. It's very clear <clears throat> that CO2 has virtually no effect on the response. But yet, CO2 is vitally important to our way of life. For starters, we're we carbon based. We're carbon based guy. We're carbon based. He wants to get rid of CO2. That means us. And you look at the Georgia Guidestones. They wanted to get population down to 500 million because these carbon-based life forms are not good they're even they are so crazy they're talking about miniaturizing people down to where we're a lot smaller where we can transport easier i mean these people are totally (laughs) they i'm not kidding they're totally crazy they are playing god and that is exactly what they're trying to do we can control the weather it's all human Humans aren't that big. It's and it is anti God. It's anti life form, and they uh, don't care. Now, the most damning thing, and what kept me up, guy, I'll tell you, I've never read anything like this in my entire life from the UN Chronicle, and this is uh, the magazine of the United Nations. 
the benefits of uh, they're talking about what will happen uh, and using climate change to control the world's population. It touts the benefits of world hunger has great positive value. Hungry people are the most productive people. They declared that in their document in 2008. This is insanity. You know, and I both know that. It's insanity what they're promoting, isn't it? Well, and the the sad part about it is, is you're taking, at least in the form of the U.S., uh, one of the greatest industrial powers in the world with huge reserves of energy, uh, uh, carbon-based energy. Right. And we're, we're, we're if if this legislation and if this fraudulent global warming hypothesis is allowed to run its course, we, you know, the president's latest executive order, which he signed on December the 8th, 2021, calls for a carbon-free, a carbon-neutral grid by, I think, 2030. And it would just absolutely decimate the U.S. power grid if we tried to replace the 60% of electricity right. currently generated by fossil fuel with wind and solar. Doesn't work. Not reliable. We'll be right back. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single goal? Gold buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. Now, Guy, Guy Mitchell has his book available, Global Warming, the Great Deception, at uh, Amazon, or uh, that's probably the best place to get it. Uh, I, I think it is. And you also have it available on Kindle edition, which is very, very cheap. So it's a wonderful book to read, and not only to read, but to understand and talk with your friends about it. Uh, activists in the London Gallery made a bold move last week. Tell us about that. You told us a little bit about it. Yeah, they super glued themselves to the frame of the Leonardo da Vinci work. And right, all, no all, all around the frame of famous paintings, they were super gluing their, their butts to the frame, weren't they? <laughs> I think so. I just, I just, were... I just leave them there if it were me. I just leave them there. <laughs> Well, you know, Erskine, it just goes to show you how crazy this situation's gotten. You know, yes. what's happened is, is those those that are proponents of this fraudulent global warming hypothesis, there are two ways you can motivate people. You can motivate them with facts, or you can motivate them with fear. And right. what the pro- 
for what the proponents of global warming have chosen to do is to instill fear in these kids, and that there are kids that are in their early 20s, oh, 30s. Oh, look, look, well, even below that, look at Greta Thunberg. Yep. What a, yeah, what there a you go. crazy, crazy, disjointed <laughs> poor child that is, right. I mean, and, and the thing about it is, is they have no knowledge of the science of, 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 of the global warming hypothesis. They have no understanding that, None of the world's temperature databases for the atmosphere, the landmass, or the oceans show any appreciable warming at all. So no, it's, and, it's, it's but the, the problem, the problem is the problem is, guy. They're teaching this to the young kids in school. This is what they believe. They think they're being righteous. They think they're doing the right thing. They think they're going to save the planet. Some little kid in school yelling and screaming about this going to save the planet. But that's what the woke teachers are teaching. It's know, hard it's to overcome that. This, well, right. You know, it, it. What what needs to be taught is basic science and mathematics and technology and engineering. And what you're getting is a case of fear-mongering, where, where these kids are being told that, you know, unless we quit burning fossil fuels, that right. the Earth is going to meet thermal destruction. Mm-hmm. I think Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez said in 2030, but climate envoy John Kerry backed it up to 2029. So you, you, they, would, they would have us believe there's not much time left. You notice they say, I think, I feel, I believe. I don't think, I don't feel, I don't believe. I want to know the facts. Give me the facts, ma'am, just the facts. That's all I want to know. It's like Joe Friday. Give me the facts. Exactly. You deal You exactly. deal in real science. You're in engineering. You don't feel like that bridge is going to stay up because uh, it, it looks like it will. No, you want to know the facts. You want to know what's happened before before you design anything, before you do anything. Now, what happened with the uh, case in West Virginia? Was that one of Hillary's Clinton anti-coal cases where she wants to do away with coal? <laughs> now, the nice thing about coal is it bur- it's the hottest burning fuel going, and we've got a lot of ways to scrub coal and make it clean, and we've got enough coal that lasts us for, what, a thousand years? Oh, we've got a huge supply of, of, of hydrocarbon in the form of coal and, and, and in the form of shale oil. Right. You know, the interesting thing about the, the, the case, the recent Supreme Court case, is it was a, uh, fundamentally, it, it involved the state of West Virginia sued the EPA because right. the EPA in 2015 had passed what they call the clean power rule where they were going to limit CO2 emissions of coal-fired power plants to prevent climate change. And the Supreme Court found in a six to three ruling that the EPA had overstepped their bounds. That as a part of the executive branch, they were not allowed to legislate these kinds of standards that that had to be done by the U.S. Congress. So it was a, it was a huge victory for states' rights. It was a huge victory for separation of power. And it was a huge victory for, uh, you know, Real science. Great. We'll be right back. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal 
fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold-buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. I couldn't believe it when I read that 2008 United Nations study that they said is satire. Now, the United Nations doesn't put out a lot of satire. The tragedy of Sri Lanka is a cautionary tale on going green. Fertilize, uh, stems from a fertilizer reduction policy. Uh, the embargoes got what they wanted. Sri Lanka has a nearly perfect ESG score, 98, higher than Sweden. And it can't feed its people. It can't, it's running out of everything. This is the same thing we're seeing on fertilizer. And when you look at even states like Texas, that's all the energy you'd ever want. And they have brownouts. We're going to have more and more brownouts because the electric get, grid can't handle all the electricity going on. Not if you take away the coal-fired uh, produ- produ- production and you don't have any the uh, uh, big dam Hoover Dam is down to nothing because of the drought. The two largest reservoirs in the United States, Hoover uh, Dam, Lake Mead, rather, and uh, Lake Powell, are both virtually empty, virtually empty. Lake Mead is almost dried up. This is the first time that it's happened. This is a 1,200-year, the worst drought uh, in the West in 1,200 years. Of course, nobody was around 1,200 years ago. It wasn't such a big deal as it is now. So this is a horrible situation. But when you're looking at it, we've got natural gas. We were energy independent. We weren't going to Saudi Arabia. We weren't going to Iran. We weren't going to Venezuela with our hand out saying, please produce more oil. This is not working out good. And we cannot produce enough green energy. And what does it matter? We need the CO2 anyway. This, The more you look at it, the more you listen to these politicians talk, what do you think about that guy when you hear these people saying what they're saying? Well, of course, the first thing that occurs to me is they're exhibiting a high degree of ignorance about the facts. You just <laughs> pointed out that CO2 is elemental, is necessary for life on Earth. I mean, it is, right. it is, it, it is, it is the constituent and plant photosynthesis where all living plant matter absorb CO2 from the atmosphere and right. emits oxygen, which we need to breathe, which animals need to breathe. And now, photosynthesis. If, you want, if you want to plant more trees, fine, because that's going to give us better oxygen, right, and absorb yeah, exactly. a lot of CO2. People don't realize <laughs> plants grow really well in the city. Why? Because it's got CO2. You want the plants to grow, you get a greenhouse, you pump in some CO2 and watch those plants take off, right? Sure. Yeah, the, the the average concentration in a, in a greenhouse 
of, of carbon dioxide is about a thousand parts per million. The current concentration in the atmosphere of CO2 is 410. So it's, so it's less than two and a half times the amount you'd put in a greenhouse. But the, the crazy thing about it is, is that CO2 is necessary for life on Earth. Our, the carbon atom has been our friend for millennia. I mean, ever right. since man built the first campfire and threw a piece of wood on there and released the energy stored by photosynthesis. So the we're, idea, we're, a, we're a carbon-based life form, for goodness sake, right? Of course. Yeah, and so the idea that all of a sudden we want to declare war on the carbon atom like Mr. Biden and, and, and his administration have done and, and Francois Macron and France and 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 well, Germany was of that ilk until all of a sudden the, the embargo of Russian oil made them realize how, how key having natural gas and oil was to their economy. So it's just nonsensical. I, the whole thing is is crazy. And what's happened is, is most people have just disregarded it as a fringe kind of a movement until all of a sudden, the war in Ukraine has put the spotlight on world supply of oil and natural gas and made people realize how important it is. And the fact that Europe has been de-emphasizing fossil fuel-powered electric generation, now they're in trouble. And, you know, the, the Biden administration would have us have 50 percent. Uh, we couldn't do it even if we wanted to. We've got 60 no, percent of... No, 60% of our electricity is generated by fossil fuel sources. So even if, even if we said today, in 10 years, we want to have 50% of our electric generation, wind and solar, it's not possible to do that. It takes, it takes a long time to build a, a power plant. And not only that, even if you have wind and solar, you've got to have fossil fuel backup because there are times when the sun doesn't shower, it's obscure. Sunlight's obscured by clouds, and then the wind doesn't blow, and you have a situation like you had in Texas. I mean, they're warning now in Michigan, Mizo, the grid operator for the 14-state area that surrounds Michigan, right, right. is warning they're going to be rolling blackouts oh, this Lord. summer and in the winter because they decommissioned a, a nuclear plant, and they're getting ready to decommission a couple of coal-fired plants, and they're going to have a deficit of power. Oh my goodness! I mean, right here uh, in the United States, I'm not no, talking about it. Now, now that for people who I'm are older, people who are sick of power, of power outage could be a death sentence. That could be a death of sentence, right? Of course, it could be. And and think about if you're running, think about if you own a business in Michigan, and 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 you're faced with, and it's a manufacturing business, and you've got a couple thousand people employed, and you're right. faced with having a rolling blackout where they shut your plant down four hours a day from 10 o'clock until 2, 2 p.m. or whenever the peak demand is for power for residents. And you're saying, what's going to happen to their economies? They're leaving now as soon as they can get out of there. But imagine if you're, if you're an industrial or commercial customer and you're faced with the prospect of rolling blackouts in a certain part of the country, you think you're going to stay in business there or you're going to go somewhere else? <laughs> you're going to go somewhere else. You know that. I know that. And your family wants to go somewhere else where they've got dependable energy. We're used to that in America. Maybe we're small, but we're used to it. Now, what was the, 
one of the things I feel like that when they started this climate change, yeah, it was about the money for people like Al Gore, but for others, it's about the power. They want to have the power. And that's the thing that I'm seeing in the UN. They want the power. They're always right. Over a trillion dollars been spent on climate research. They got anything to show for it, uh, Guy? No. And that's the sad part ah. about it. You know, when you look at, and I point this out in my book, if you look at the expenditures of the National Institute of Health on Cancer Research, over right. a 20 year period, they average $5 billion a year. Right. For climate change, it was under President Obama moving forward, they were spending in the upper 20s and 30 billions of dollars a year. And for a, 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 a it's a, uh, you know, it's a fraud. And so here you've got all this money that's being spent to try to develop these computer models to try to predict what the temperature increase would be. And by the way, the Earth has no average temperature. That's a figment of the uh, imagination <laughs> right, of climate right. scientists. And so, right. But to try to predict this theoretical increase in the Earth's average temperature as a result of an increase in CO2 concentration in the atmosphere, they have not been able to do it, and they won't be able to do it because, number one, it doesn't happen. Right. You can't prove a false hypothesis. And then, number two, the, 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 the Earth's thermodynamic interactions of the landmass, the oceans, and atmosphere are so complicated, there is no way you can model them in a computer. just can't happen. Well, absolutely, because you've got volcanoes going off. You've got lots of different things happening, and it's all interrelated. And there, you know, it isn't, most of it is not man-caused. Man has a very slight, but now they want to get rid of all beef because of uh, gas coming from beef cattle and coming from uh, <laughs> pigs and stuff. Now, when you see that, you've got to laugh. But when you wrote the book, was there anything that uh, came out to you uh, when you wrote uh global warming, the great deception that you really haven't thought about. And this hits you like, I can't believe that they're doing this. Was there one well, point that you had? Aha. Uh-huh. Most people. Yeah. Do. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah. Most people do. So what was your aha? Uh-huh? Well, I think mine was the realization as I finished the book, I began to see the parallel between the coronavirus pandemic and the global warming hypothesis. Ah, yes. And, you, you know the 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 and and the point that I made and what the point that I tried to caution the reader of my book is this that when politicians and regulators are allowed to use pseudoscience, false science right. in order to establish to enact certain uh uh regulations that erode uh, ostensibly are for the common good, but yet they erode on personal our personal freedoms, that's when we all need to be very careful. And if I told you in December of 2019 that within three or four months that the government, state, local, and federal governments would close schools, they would close businesses, they would dictate which businesses could operate or not. Right. They would close houses of worship, and they would say how many people could attend and what their hours of service were, how many people could assemble in public. You would have said to me, 
that is absolutely a an abridgment of our First Amendment rights, and there's no way that a court would allow any of that to stand. But guy, they kept they see, kept abortion clinics open, they kept marijuana dispensaries open, they kept all that open, but they closed the churches and things. Doesn't that show you what their real agenda is? Well, you know, and the and, and the thing about it is, is there's a great parallel between that and and this global warming situation. You know Absolutely. what the, what what politicians would have you do? They would have they would have us reconfigure our power grid, which would be disastrous. They right. would they would dictate what kind of fuel you could burn in your car or not. They would dictate what kind of fuel you could use to heat your home, your factories, other businesses. They would dictate a lot of aspects of American life, and so you know, all using pseudoscience to try to justify. Uh, fighting an existential crisis, uh, 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 you know, saving the planet. Well, what's next? Obesity? Is that a health crisis? And therefore, you can't eat beef. You can't drink a soft drink. You can't, you know, uh, it just, it's a slippery slope. The other thing that we have so much of that's very clean, and I can't believe so many people ignore it, because I used to work in the oil and gas business in Oklahoma. And I call it oil and gas. Gas is very clean. The only problem we'd have was we had occasionally H2S, and we'd throw it through a scrubber, which was iron-impregnated wood chips. And we'd throw it through that, and it'd come out clean. But the gas is the cleanest, safest, and best. And we've got an abundance of gas. Whereas in California, they're not allowing gas in new homes. This is insanity. These people who are making these rules with the EPA, with the various agencies, they have no business credits. They have no idea. They've never been in business. They've never been out there. They've never been in the oil fields. They don't know what they're talking about. They're doing it from an ivory tower. Well, that's exactly right. And that, that goes to my point that when you allow politicians and regulators to start right. using pseudoscience like the global warming hypothesis to justify no new filling stations to say that homes can't be connected to uh, uh, natural gas to to heat or cool their homes. And, right. You know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, a, it's a, a natural gas is the cleanest, most efficient. Now, the difference people don't realize that coal burns hotter than gas or anything else. It's a very, very hot fuel, and they've got great scrubbers for it. People in West Virginia and what they're doing. A lot of people have lost a lot of jobs over this. A lot of jobs. I mean, you and you can't just shut down an oil pipeline and expect to turn it on the next day. This it doesn't happen. This doesn't happen. They all have long term effects, don't they? Yes, they do. And 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 the problem is, most of the people that are trying to regulate these things have no understanding of the severe impact it could have on the U.S. economy. And well, you shut you loose. shut down a well, guy. If you shut down an oil well and you keep it shut down too long, it's called paraffin up. You've got to go down and blow some more holes into it and frack it and throw some acid, wash it down. I mean, you can't you can't keep running it. If you keep running it, it'll stay open and the holes will flow. And it's like a river that's underneath there, and it'll flow and just do fine. But if you shut it down, then it the holes will plug up and it, you have a major problem. This is what we're doing. We're causing major problems in the future. 
Yep. And, and hopefully people will begin to realize that this is a hoax and they'll insist that the elected officials, uh, not engage in these activities to try to reconfigure the power grid and, and will allow, uh, appropriate, appropriately safe, uh, environmentally <clears throat> a compliant uh, exploration for oil and gas in, in the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge will allow the Keystone XL pipeline right. to go forward and do all these things where we don't now, have now to. Here, it's here's, a national security issue. Here's what people don't understand, Guy. My friend Tim Ball, who did a lot of work, Dr. Ball, yourself, you're an environmentalist. We'll That's be right. right back. Yes. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single goal? Gold buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800 356 4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800 356 4470 today. Guy Mitchell, before we left, I was saying one of the things I know about you is you are a true environmentalist. You're not a phony environmentalist. You follow the facts. You follow the science. You're trying to do what's best for the environment. You want clean air. You want clean water more than some of these people who are out yelling and screaming do because you've got the facts to back you up as to what you need. You want them to have clean coal. We've got it. You want them to have clean uh, oil and clean uh, energy. We've got it. You want them to have an energy that is uh, that we can have for a long time, not necessarily renewable, but it is uh, one which uh, we can rely on. Or, uh, the uh, solar, the wind, is not reliable energy, is it, Guy? Well, that's the problem is is that it it depends on factors over which we have no control. I well, solar don't. solar doesn't work well at night, and wind doesn't work too well <laughs> when it's not when the wind's not blowing, and wind's not really very effective because it's very expensive, and you've got the uh, birds. It's like a vegematic for birds. Rompopil could sell those as chopping machine, <laughs> and then the other well, thing is. Where does the solar and where does the uh, uh, wind come from? Most of the technology is out of China, whereas oil and gas is a homegrown technology. Yeah, the, 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 the problem with alternative energy sources is you have no control over the source. Right. You know, I, worked in the, I worked in an electric power plant as a shift foreman and maintenance foreman for the first three years after I graduated from engineering school. 
So I'm right. very familiar with how a coal-fired power plant works, and you have control over every aspect of the operation of the plant. Now, that doesn't mean you won't have occasional outages, but as a general rule, they're very reliable, and <clears throat> they're not vulnerable to extreme weather events or other circumstances. That and, can interrupt coal, their- and coal is a really, really hot fuel, so you can really produce a lot with coal more than anything else that we've got, actually. Yeah, I mean, coal is a great source of energy, 12,500 right. BTUs per pound. Right. And, it, and, it is, uh, and it's very reliable. And the problem is, with alternative energy sources, you've got to have a backup. Because even if you had 100% of the grid comprised of wind and solar, you'd still have to have a considerable amount of fossil fuel backup or nuclear backup uh, in order to be able to, to to take care of those times when when the alternate the wind or solar uh, facilities are not operating. So it's it's a it's a fool's errand to think that one can comprise the grid of strictly alternative energy sources. And the most fundamental problem is is that there's not a problem with carbon dioxide. I mean, somehow. No. Somebody, it's like telling the emperor he doesn't have any clothes. Somebody needs to tell somebody carbon dioxide is not a problem. <laughs> and it's until it's not carbon monoxide. That, it's carbon dioxide. Carbon dioxide is safe. Carbon monoxide isn't. But that's a different situation, right? That's exactly right. And so hopefully maybe the some some somehow common sense and the facts will prevail. And uh, we'll we'll get back to having a sensible energy policy. And by the way, that doesn't exclude wind and solar uh, in the right applications under the right circumstances. Well, there, there's one other pro- one other problem with the wind and solar guy. It's taking up an awful lot of land to put that out there. You know that. Well, yeah, I mean, all of that stuff. has to be taken into consideration. Right. But the bottom line is, is what we ought to do is have a sane energy policy that's based on sound scientific principles and engineering practices and gives us a reliable source of energy for all the various needs. Because as you said, the standard of living of a society is directly related to the amount of energy they consume. It really is. Cheap energy equals prosperity. But let's add to that not only cheap energy, but reliable energy. Nothing more reliable than our fossil fuels. God gave them to us, and this has been a blessing for America. We have it. We were energy independent. We need to get that way again, don't we? And we absolutely do. Guy, I want to thank you. Okay, thank you very much for having me on the program. book is called Global Warming, The Great Deception. And thank you so much for being on, Guy. You were tremendous. Come back sometime, anytime. God damn bye. Goodbye. All aboard the Truth Express. You can listen on your favorite podcast app or local radio station.
Patriot Gold Group. Consumer Affairs operated five years running for your IRA or 401k. Call 800-356-4470 today. All aboard the Truth Express with your conductor, Erskine, who give you the latest on national news, politics, policies, business, and government issues. Now, Truth Express Radio, I'm your conductor today, Erskine. This is an incredible opportunity to talk with Claire Lopez. Claire is one of the most intelligent people I have ever spoken with. She knows what's going on. She is almost intuitive in telling about what's happening and where it's going. She's been everywhere. She's the founder, president of Lopez Liberty, LLC with a mission to educate Americans on the national security threat from the Islamic movement, Muslim Brotherhood, and its collaborators within the ranks of Marxist communists right here in the U.S. She's also a former career operations officer with the CIA, senior analyst for Ravina Associates, a strategic corporate communications firm. From 2014 to 2020, vice president of research and analysis, at the Center for Security Policy. She's been at the heart of everything. She's been a senior fellow at the London Center for Policy Research, member of the Board of Advisors for the Canadian McKinsey Institute, which I'm very familiar with, uh, over in Fraser, uh, just uh, outside of Vancouver. She uh, provides her experience as an instructor on in Iran, Hezbollah, the Red Green Axis for Understanding the Threat, and global Islamic movement and jihadi networks. We're going to talk about something totally different right now. She wrote an article, and this was an incredible article, uh, Claire. It was called Abe's um, Death Heightens China's Threat to Taiwan. And I'm going, I've got to see what this is about. The only thing that I remember so much about it was that on the general news, President Trump said, uh, he loved Mr. Uh, President Abe. They were very, very close friends, and his sympathy went out to the people of Japan. President Biden used it as an excuse for gun control. Isn't that just almost telling right there? I mean, it really was. President Trump and Abe considered themselves friends. That's how the U.S. diplomacy worked under Donald J. Trump versus an excuse for politics. Everything's politics with Joseph Robinette Biden. Big difference, wasn't it? Absolutely, Erskine, and thanks so much for having me back on the show with you. Always enjoy it. Um, and, and yeah, the, the, the contrast between uh, these two last presidents of ours uh, could not be more stark. Uh, no. But, um, you know, Shinzo Abe, um, the uh, former prime minister of Japan and a founder, the key leader of uh, Japan's Liberal Democratic Party, um, it played a key role uh, in Japanese um, politics and in national uh, leadership. A true friend of the U.S., wasn't he? Absolutely. But also, he was a key leader for the region, in particular for the Quad, you know, this for right. uh, a country partnership among India and Japan and Australia and the United States. 
Um, and I think it, it was for that reason that when I heard the terrible news of his assassination end of last week, um, it, it immediately reminded me, and this is what I wrote the article about, it immediately reminded me of how Iran, uh, which obviously conceived of and, and uh, directed and orchestrated the 9-11 attacks together with al-Qaeda and the Taliban and Hezbollah, how Iran took out um, Ahmed Shah Massoud, uh, then the, called the, 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 the Lion of the Panjshir Valley, that is, in Afghanistan, um, but also uh, the leader of what was called the Northern Alliance, fighting against right. al-Qaeda and the Taliban. And Russia. And, in both of these and cases, Russia, too. Hmm? Uh, the uh, Taliban, al-Qaeda, and he was also fighting against Russia. At that, at, during the 1980s, certainly, um, Massoud right. was the leader then of, of, of the uh, Northern Alliance, fighting against the Red Army uh, that had invaded Afghanistan and, and the war of the 1980s. And he went on later uh, to fight against uh, al-Qaeda and the Taliban uh, in the 1990s. Um, but what, what, what just struck me about the assassination of both of them and what made my mind go back to that you know, horrible time in, in 2001 Right. Was that in each of these cases, the aggressor, um, you know, the, 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 the Taliban, Iran, al-Qaeda, Hezbollah in that case, and now uh, the Chinese Communist Party, um, were, in my, in my words, I, it, the way I wrote it in the article, preparing the battlefield that they knew was to come. They knew the aggression they were about to launch. And these two leaders, Massoud back then and Shinzo Abe now, would have rallied their forces and and been key leadership figures to to push back to counter that aggression, and both of them were taken off the off the field. I found it very telling that two days after Massoud was uh, assassinated, uh, we had the attack on the U.S. nine eleven. Two days later, two days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But um, in in my mind, and 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 the way I looked at this was that both those assassinations um, of, of Massoud back in, in September 2001 and now Shinzo Abe here um, in, in uh, you know, July of, of 2022 were for the same reason. And that was to remove from the playing field, remove from the board, if you will, um, key leadership figures who would have otherwise rallied their people, rallied their forces, rallied partners and allies right. to confront the aggressor. And now they won't. It was a linchpin. They were the linchpins for future aggression. They were the ones who were stopping future aggression or would have stopped. He was assassinated July 8th uh, for liberal uh, with the Liberal Democratic Party. Uh, Beijing started immediately threatening Australia, Canada, Japan, Taiwan. I mean, this all happened very, very quickly. May 26th, uh, you had the uh, Chinese J-6 fighter jet intercepted by Australian PSA Poseidon surveillance aircraft over mm-hmm. the South China Sea. May 24th, the Biden-Tokyo summit. And uh, China-Russia flew nuclear bombers over the Sea of Japan. May 30th, Chinese Navy attacked uninhabited Japanese coral reef in the Sea of Philippines. May 14th, China footing uh, was invading, uh, talked about invading Taiwan, U.S.-Japan naval vessels. I mean, all this, Abe was for the defense of Taiwan. 
the invasion was a direct threat to Japan also, not just Taiwan, but as a direct threat to Japan. He realized that. He was a very brilliant man, wasn't he? Absolutely he was, and his loss um, is just at a terrible time. It would have been a loss at any time, but now it's critical. Um, and, and you're right. He had spoken very openly, forthrightly for a long time, not just on the campaign trail for his party, the Liberal Democratic Party, but on, on behalf as, as a senior statesman, elder statesman of Japan itself, realizing, if you look at the geography, how the Japanese islands are so close, well, first of all, to the Asian mainland, to, to sure. China, to North and South Korea, but to Taiwan itself. And Taiwan, people may know, has outlying islands that are part of it. It's not only that, that, that main island of Taiwan itself, but there are other outlying islands. In any case, southern Japanese islands lie very close to them. And, and, and so Abe was absolutely right um, that, that, number one, an attack on Taiwan would be a national security threat to Japan. But number two, uh, you referred there to that May 14 uh, leaked audio tape about the meeting in uh, Beijing of the top CCP PLA officials right. about moving China from a civilian to a wartime footing, um, in which they talked about clearing the South China Sea of U.S. and other allied uh, naval presence, naval vessels. Direct threat, uh, not just to the United States and other allies of ours in those international waters, by the way, Canada, UK, uh, but obviously to Japan itself and other neighboring uh, countries with which we're allied, like, like the Philippines. So it's very clear that the battlefield is being set and it isn't a question if China will attack Taiwan, but when they will, isn't it? It would seem so, um, as you, you know, named off those various provocations uh, that I also outlined uh, in my article. It was posted at my Newsmax blog, by the way, on July right. 11. Um, as, you, as you named off those different provocations against shipping and, and, and aircraft, um, it, it does seem that the pace is picking up. Um, I, I, may, I may go ahead and write another article, and I'll, I'll give a sneak preview of what I'm thinking here. And that is that um, you and folks may, may know of the board game called Wei Chi, or in Japanese it's sometimes called Go. And it's a board game with little squares, and the opponents, two, two opponents, uh, have little stones. One side has little white stones, one side has little black stones. And it's not like checkers or chess um, in which the, the opponents try to knock uh, their opposing player's pieces off the board but right. rather it's a lot more subtle and sophisticated than that it's a flowing game with the stones that tries to um surround and marginalize uh the opponent's stones so that they're ineffective so that they cannot uh act effectively well the game i used to play metaphor. was the same it was called risk same game risk in a way it, it's 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 um right it's a metaphor i think for the way that the chinese have thought about warfare going all the way back to the time of Sun Tzu. But then the Chinese have a different way. They're looking at asymmetrical war. They're not doing one mm-hmm. thing. They're uh, attacking the Internet. They are having Chinese cultural centers set up in the United States in every college and university. They're attacking on so many different levels. It's not just a war game planning on one level. They're planning on different levels. They're playing take out different uh, things, including our infrastructure. 
Absolutely so. Um, and, and that goes to the 1999, um, you might call it, uh, war manual written by two Chinese colonels in the PLA at the time called right. Unrestricted Warfare. Every single sphere of activity is the battlefield for the, the CCP and the PLA. And, and what may be even more important um, than, than some of the things you just named, which are important, absolutely, but um, are, are what Peter Schweitzer has, has recounted, has told us about in his most recent book, Red Handed, uh, the term elite capture. And that's a Chinese term. Peter is just recounting it to us. Elite capture means co-opting, buying, owning senior leadership figures in key spheres of activity. For the United oh, States, could that, that couldn't happen. That couldn't happen here, not with a president uh, like Joe Biden. Nobody could buy him. Uh, right. Or his family. <laughs> no, no. Not but Hunter Biden, no. The, you know, titans of finance, captains of industry, Wall right. Street, uh, including our public health uh, sector. Uh, academia, obviously, all of these have been underway for decades, and we're just now kind of sort of maybe beginning to wake up to it all. Make no mistake, COVID was part of the Chinese war. It was a big opening volley of the Chinese war against the Western world. Certainly it was. Uh, The SARS-CoV-2, that's the name of the virus itself, that I think undoubtedly was genetically modified, uh, manipulated in PLA military labs, of course, in China. It's a military civilian fusion, so the work flows back and forth between military and civilian. Uh, no question facilities. about that. We'll be right back with Claire Lopez. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold-buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. Now, the COVID shut down the entire country, shut down everything. Uh, Auto dealers can't get parts in. Where do a lot of those computer chips come from? A lot of them come from Taiwan. They're the major uh, maker of computer chips. It could stand our economy at a standstill. Have we a military to fight them now? Because they're taking people out of the military for not taking the COVID shot. When they know that, number one, it's not effective anymore, they know also that with a COVID shot that uh, you can still get COVID. Matter of fact, you're more susceptible to, according to many studies that I've seen. But if you've had COVID, you're 28 times less likely to get it again than one who takes the shot. I mean, this is insanity that they're pushing, isn't it? Yeah, it totally is. 
But here's the, the, the genius and the sophistication of, of, of what the, the uh, CCP has done to us. Okay. They've gotten us to do this to ourselves. Right. Through information operations, um, through intelligence operations, through the co-opting, as we've mentioned before, of, of senior, you know, top leadership figures. Um, they, they are just I, way beyond us in, in terms of sophistication uh, in, in this, uh, this war that is going on. It is a war, unrestricted warfare. But they well, we, we have, we have, Claire, we have an open, we have an open society, making it very easy for them to come in and uh, gather materials and gather information and infiltrate. Our society is very open to that, isn't it? Well, I would also say naive. I don't know why okay. exactly, um, but but even going back to you know Cold War years with the Soviet Union, um, it 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 was. A, a difficult thing for American society, including leadership and intelligence community and all of the above, to understand and recognize and acknowledge um, that the enemy is evil. Ronald Reagan got it, evil empire. Right. But, but so many Americans, like you said, they're open, they're trusting, terribly naive, and don't right. uh, don't don't have a a set of antenna to to um, to recognize counterintelligence threats when they come in the guise, you know, of smiling people with grants in their hands to your, you know, public health project or whatever it may be. Well, not only that, but also, Claire, we've got an open border. And who else coming across there? It's not just people selling fentanyl. Of course, fentanyl is another thing that they brought to us. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> right. So they have not quit. You can look at every level where they have, attacked the United States and weakened us considerably, haven't they? They have. And, and, and the amazing thing, again, I'll say it again, is, is that they've gotten us to do this to ourselves. The Chinese didn't open our southern border with Mexico. No, no. The co-opted leadership of our current administration did that, um, allowing the fentanyl in. Killed, by the way, 107,000 Americans in the last uh, year. Uh, more more people 18 to 54 died from fentanyl than any other anything else in this country. Yeah, yeah, it looks it looks like it. But but the biggest coup I would say is getting us to destroy us writ large. I mean the, the world, western world in particular, gotten us to destroy our own economy for them. We did it. We lost now, them. Let, let me ask you because let we swallowed their information operations. Have we, we've just had our economy destroyed, wrecked, really wrecked, because you can't go see a shopping center that's open anymore. Shops are closing. Everything has been wrecked due to that. Uh, we also wrecked our own economy with the stopping the XL pipeline, stopping oil production, another place mm-hmm. where we wrecked our economy. But have we also... When I'm looking at 40,000 troops being dismissed because they haven't had the COVID shot, are we, do we have a fighting force that can actually stand up against the Chinese at this time? You know, on paper, I guess we ought to. Um, dear old and, and much missed departed friend, uh, retired Admiral James Ace Lyons, is turning over in his grave right now. Let's talk about this when we come back. It's too important. Let's talk about it when we return.
the Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. Now, we're talking with Claire Lopez. I've seen some of the ships that China has. They've got catamaran aircraft carriers, fast, very effective. They've got much faster ships than we do. They've uh, also got supersonic speed missiles so they can uh, attack the United States if they want to right now. I mean, they have really made some advances. Understand that they may even have uh, items which can attack our uh, satellites which could knock out our GPS, which would render us powerless. Uh, I'm not sure how bad some of those things are. I haven't privileged any of it. But the fact of the matter is, it seems like we are not in a superior position to go to war with China over Taiwan. Well, you know, talking again about my, my dear old friend, Ace Lyons, you know, when he was commander of the Pacific Fleet, he had right. something like 360 U.S. naval vessels under his command alone in the Pacific. Wow. Wow. 360. Today, today the entire U.S. Navy has fewer than 300. I think it's around 280-something, 290. The Chinese now have more surface vessels than we do, naval vessels of the PLA. Plus, by the way, what they're doing right now, they are converting civilian, ostensibly civilian vessels like fishing vessels and, uh, you know, supposed scientific research vessels, they're retrofitting them right now with disguised hidden uh, naval armaments. They're doing that right now. Wow. Um, Yeah, they have been driving towards a war footing for a long time, and we have been going woke, I guess, in, in our military. Absolutely. Now, are the Chinese working with the Muslim nations like Iran and others? Well, uh, yes, certainly with Iran. And and, and in this way in particular, uh, China is um, energy poor. It it does not have much resources. Well, they just signed a big deal with Iran, didn't they, where they get below market value? Right. Right. They, They import a lot of what they need from Russia, Siberia, right next door, obviously. But yes, they signed this great big uh, what is it, $450 billion, 25-year right. um, uh, coordination, cooperation deal a couple years ago, um, under which uh, Iran, supposedly still under sanctions, but the Biden administration's not enforcing those, right. is not supposed to be shipping oil, but it's shipping a lot of oil to China right now. Well, I and think the they just built a, didn't they things, just build a pipeline to, uh, 
to uh, China from Iran? No. Um, I mean, no, there's, there's, there's no direct pipeline like that. But part of this okay. deal is that China would extend, uh, on paper anyway, its Belt and Road Initiative all the way west to the Persian Gulf. That, that's supposed to be part wow. of this. But, you know, a lot of its promises to other Belt and Road Initiative countries uh, have not panned out so well, and they become debt traps for the countries so trapped into them. Right. Now, they've also made it into this hemisphere with some of the southern uh, uh, countries in, uh, in our own hemisphere, haven't they? I mean, this has been Absolutely. a very dangerous situation. Right. I mean, certainly with regard to Venezuela uh, and right. now Nicaragua, where joint military um, cooperation is taking place among the Nicaraguans, Russia, China. Wow. So what yeah. what choice do we have? What should we be doing? Number one, we should wake up, not be woke, but wake up and see what the yeah. dangers are. We need somebody who can deal with it and deal with our allies, deal with the Japanese, deal with the Australians, deal with the Filipinos, deal with these people who can fight along beside us. We need to have an alliance again, don't we, of people who we do. can trust, but yeah. do they trust us anymore? Well, yes, yes. I mean, I, I, I do believe that, that they do mostly. Um, less confidence in, in this administration than obviously right. in the one that preceded it. Um, but the Quad is still uh, active. Uh, that is, again, India, Japan, Australia, U.S. Um, unfortunately, you know, when I was talking about uh, the Chinese board game of, um, uh, of Go, as, as it's sometimes right. called, uh, what what China has succeeded in doing, or at least in encouraging to to happen, um, is is replacement of key leadership. Um, not only talking about Shinzo Abe, but uh, the new Australian Prime Minister Anthony Albanese, Australian right. Labour Party. Um, a weak read. Um, look at the New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern, um, whom our our good friend Trevor Loudon has has detailed. Uh, in, in in a lot of detail uh, about her, you know, communist Marxist uh, tendencies, shall we say? Well, I mean, they um, they locked up they locked up uh, New Zealand so tight it was unbelievable, didn't they? Right. So this this is this is the board game, you know, um, uh, of of Wei Chi. Or so Gore. they have so um, they have they have infiltrated and uh, put in puppet governments that they want people who are uh, going along with their ideas where we sit back and do nothing. Well, there's something called the United Front Work Department, which is subordinate to the Central Committee of the Chinese Communist Party, and it's responsible for infiltration, like you're, you're talking about there. Um, wow. And, and um, it, it's active here in the United States, too. So you're saying, what can we do? Well, recognize how the Chinese operate. If you're in academia, understand what the Thousand Talents Program is understand what the Confucius Institutes are. If you're in the public health or other technology sector, understand that they have infiltrated those with their exchange uh, scientists and researchers, and they're stealing us blind. Um, You know, on and on. If you're, if you're on wall street, probably no help because money, money, uh, you know, takes, takes precedence over anything else. And and too many of them are bought. Um, but but for the, the the average person, the common uh, you know everyday American patriot citizen, elections are coming, primaries are being held, as we as we speak in in different states across the country. 
and of course, midterm congressional elections coming up in November. Um, vote for the people who understand some of these things. And if they don't understand, um, but are willing to listen, you know, help them to understand with, with speakers, with, with, uh, you know, people who, who can brief them, if you can arrange that. Uh, but most important, you know, each one of us get out and vote. Now, my friend Eric Caron wrote a, wrote a wonderful book called Switched On. And in that book, he said that the money we gave to Afghanistan and probably to the Ukraine, uh, he said, they just took a lot of that money and went to Dubai and uh, laundered it. He said, we're just giving money away for nothing. We have wasted a lot of money, haven't we? Well, a lot of money does get wasted, no question. But I, I very strongly support any defense, um, any assistance, uh, financial, military, otherwise, uh, although I don't mean boots on the ground, I don't mean NATO forces, troops on the ground, right. or American troops on the ground, but, but other assistance to help Ukraine uh, free itself of Russian aggression, uh, neo-empirical, trying to rebuild the Russian empire. Right. Um, we, we've got to stand against that. This is, this is a question of the Westphalian sovereign nation-state system world order. Uh, if, if it, you know, so I, I, I know that there's, well, corruption. What are we talking about? Um, he right. lives in glass house, right? But should, should we not be, should we not be giving more military aid to Taiwan right now? Yes, we absolutely should. And certain kinds, and it may be different kinds of, um, you know, military armaments than would be needed in Ukraine, for example, which right. is largely a ground war with a need for coastal defense, with need for air defense and so forth. But uh, Taiwan is, is a much more sophisticated, has a much more sophisticated military, much more modern, much more um, trained, uh, even than the Ukrainians were before the invasion earlier this year. So uh, their needs are a little bit different. But listen to what they're telling us. You know, right. listen to what the Taiwanese are telling us. President Tsai Ing-wen um, is, is a strong leader for Taiwan. Listen to what she's telling us Taiwan needs and then provide that as quickly as possible. Now, this is not just about the integrity of Taiwan, which is important in and of itself, but it's also for the security of the United States of America. We get so much from Taiwan. We really do things that people don't think about. Yeah, no, absolutely. You mentioned before, absolutely right, um, that, that Taiwan is, our United States number one supplier for the high-end uh, computer chips. Right. That's um, why you can't. You go into any car dealership, you won't find any cars there. You just will not find them because they're yes, not shipping out shorted. right now. Right. Well, and here's the other thing. You know, for for business people, for industrial entrepreneurs here in the United States, we need to bring um, manufacturing and industry back home to America. We need to be building our own ships. We cannot be depending for chips or pharmaceuticals or anything else. Oh, um, yeah. Thank on, you. Uh, Thank you for other... including pharmaceuticals, because if yeah. you get any drugs right now, 80% of them are coming out of China. Doesn't that tell you something that we don't want? I mean, we the price of drugs, can't we make them here? Well, of course we could, but we've given up a lot of our manufacturing capability over the years for labor costs in the name of free trade. I'm all for free trade. But not when it, 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 it allows items of national security importance um, to be sourced to places that are either under threat or are places not friendly to us. 
put it that way. Um, we were, you know, if you're talking yeah. about uh, T-shirts and and I don't know uh, toaster ovens, okay, fine. Uh, that that's not that's not what we're talking about. But if you're talking about pharmaceuticals, key critical drugs for heart, right, and right. and uh, you know kidney and and uh, cancer, everything else you can think of, you're talking about computer chips. We cannot afford to allow those to be uh, manufactured in the main someplace else. I went to Walgreens yesterday, and they had uh, for sale COVID kits, test kits, oh, made in China. They're made in China. <laughs> I'm not going to take a COVID test from a place made in China. I mean, this is just insanity. Can't we make that type of thing here? And when I'm looking at that, I'm going, have we outsourced our entire life there because for the sake of an extra buck? That's insanity. Too much. Too much has been outsourced. But but not just the outsourcing, but but the loss of our own domestic uh, industrial capacity, manufacturing right. capability. That's what I mean. Those things were relying on on uh, people with trade skills. You know, um, people who know how to make things. We've we've lessened, uh, downgraded somehow. You know, the respect and the importance of people who make things and fix things and know how to right. do that. Right. In too many people of, going you know, to college, too, too few people working with their hands and doing things that a lot of people would prefer to do. I mean, we have yep. enough uh, experts in diversity. It's time that we get experts in air conditioning, experts in tool and die, experts in uh, businesses where a lot of people would really enjoy working and have a good time and make, and a make very, good money. And a very, very good living, by the way, up into three figures. Absolutely. I, I'm sorry, six figures. Yes, absolutely. I know a lot of people who are doing that, uh, but when they aren't encouraged. They're encouraged to go to school, and they're even going to pay for it. Now, the other thing that I'm looking at is we talked a little about this last hour, but I think you and I need to talk a little about it. When we're talking about what's going on with the Green New Deal, this Green New mm-hmm. Deal, we're no longer energy independent. We're going to Saudi Arabia with our hat out, for energy when we were energy independent a year and a half ago we're going to saudi arabia we're going to iran we're going to venezuela now their oil better i mean this is insanity to me claire absolute insanity to me too and i think probably most of your listening audience um not just the fact that we've outsourced our energy independence but that the excuse given you know, the, these green, wacko, uh, eco-warriors, right, right. whatever they are. Thank you. Um, you know, they're, 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 they're talking about um, it has to be green. Well, you're trying to tell me that the production um, of, of energy, you know, uh, oil, natural gas, uh, coming from places like uh, Iran, like Venezuela, is more cleanly, more greenly produced? Then we well, do listen, listen our, our choices our choices are we've got batteries with lithium that they can't get rid of. Yeah. We've got uh, solar cells. They don't know how to dispose of those. We've got the uh, wind where it chops up birds like a bedromatic that Ron Popeil yeah. would sell on television. We've got all of these things. And where are they all made? China. They're all coming out of China. We are exporting our future energy to China in the with the excuse that it's green no it isn't green it takes more water to make solar cells than you can imagine and this is all well, and, coming and out of, of these, china we are supporting rare... china 
to our own yeah, yeah. our own detriment. And, and many of these rare earth elements that are required to produce things like those items you just mentioned uh, right. for electric cars, for lithium batteries, for solar panels. Only only um, one nickel, only one nickel mine in the entire United States. There is one. Well, rare earth mineral mine up in uh, Canada that Muggerman set up that oh, we've met got with plenty. all the EPA standards. Yeah, no, but we, we, we've got plenty of resources. They're in the ground. We have them. Yeah, it's but the EPA won't let you take the EPA won't have, let you take it out. They won't let them take it out. And so who does it instead? Little kids. Little right. eight, nine, and ten-year-old kids in, in Africa, in mines, China. In right. Africa. That's right. a crime. You know, or slave labor in China, which is also a crime. Absolutely. We'll be right back with Clara Lopez. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single goal? Gold buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. We are in serious problem. When I look outside and I see one-third of the planes flying that I normally see, we can't even get the planes to fly right. And yet they want to put $100 billion, Biden's idea is $100 billion into rail traffic. Insanity. We uh, can't even, we have a shortage of tampons. Let's get real. But they're putting tampons in the bathrooms in Oregon for boys from kindergarten all the way through high school. Give me a break. This is... We've got to come back to common sense. But the COVID, we lost common sense. It was designed to shut down the country and let Americans live in fear and so they can be controlled and to do away with common sense. That's happened, hasn't it, Claire? Yes, it sure has. But I'll tell you, um, I, I don't think this is the majority of Americans at all. I oh, think I hope this not. Is a small I hope minority. Not of those who, who holler the loudest, um, have the biggest megaphones, um, and, and control over uh, means of communication, like social media, like other media. Um, but the majority of Americans, I think, actually have plenty of common sense. They know exactly, and, and not just exactly what's going on, but they know more, a lot more now than they did two years ago, in an odd way, because of the lockdown, because they were stuck at home because they had more time on their own computers and also looking over their kids' shoulders to their laptops doing the homework on the kitchen table. And so I think Americans are way more aware now um, than, than ever before. And, and that goes, I mean, that's on top of their innate, what I think of as innate common sense. 
I really believe that this election this year is going to be extraordinarily important. And I believe it's going to hinge on the inflation and the mama bears with the kids in school. They don't want them taught all this. They want them taught American values. Yes, they do. Um, And I don't think that um, moms or dads really realized what was in the curricula Oh, no, no, not till they they looked at them at home, not till they looked at it at home, because they saw the propagandizing of the kids with the green deals and all of this stuff that they know is not real, that they uh, have been taught uh, in schools these days. We've got to change education. I think it's changing. We saw it in Loudoun County, Virginia. We're seeing it across the country a couple of years ago. We're going to see it even more. Agreed. Agreed. But I also agree with you totally, Erskine, that this fall's uh, November elections um, are incredibly important. We can't do another two years under what we have right now and remain the land of the brave and home of the free. No, we cannot. We cannot. Um, But the American people, we're coming back. Um, I, I can see it happening across the country. Uh, people getting involved, people understanding what's going on, um, you know, first of all, shocked and appalled, then then angry, and then now more and more engaged. Um, and, and that's a good thing. That That is what's happening. You're one of the most intelligent people I've ever had on, and I think the world, all of you, and I'll take that to the bank because that's what we need. <laughs> well, thank I'll you. I'll take it to the bank. We need it. And from your mouth to God's ears, let's hope that's what happens. That America will come back. The people will wake up and say enough is enough. Let's change it. Let's get back to the America that we love. Is it too late or can we do it? It's not too late. We absolutely can do it. Uh, new bold leaders are rising up to stand for office, uh, to run for office. And those, some of them, you know, already in office, we need to support them uh, and the new young candidates uh, that are stepping up. Yes, we can do this. We can take this back again because there's more of us than there are of them. A lot more. Ah, uh, that's the key. More of us than there are of them. They thought they were going to have the lo- vote locked up with the Hispanics, but the Hispanics have a value system of hard work, of being good, decent people, and a great value system, and they are not going to vote for Joe Biden. They really won't no. because they and have they a value system that's solid. Likened to tacos either. No, no. They came here for the right reason. They don't like to be compared to their food that uh, we all like or anything like that. Uh, and they are not one one ethnicity. You've got black, you've got white, you've got all different shades. Oh, it's so, the, it's uh, so complex and diverse. Absolutely. Right, I spent a lot of time in Latin America, as you may know. It's in, not in, a monotheist. Right. And then I've also seen more blacks running on the Republican Party than I've ever seen before. And the blacks are the ones who are leading in not taking the COVID shots because they know what happened with the Tuskegee uh, syphilis experiments. Lead on. Lead on. Thank you, Claire. Thank you. All aboard the Truth Express. You can listen on your favorite podcast app or local radio station.
Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs operated five years running for your IRA or 401k. Call 800-356-4470 today. All aboard the Truth Express with your conductor, Erskine, who give you the latest on national news, politics, policies, business, and government issues. Wow, we've got David Stoddard with us. Now, David served in the Army 1966 through 68. He joined the Border Patrol way back in 1969. California, Texas, Arizona, Florida, Puerto Rico, 27 years. He retired in 96. Uh, He testified before two congressional committees about illegal immigration, served as an advisor to Pat Buchanan and uh, Senator Tom uh, Tancredo. He served as chairman of the National Association of Former Border Patrol Officers. Today, what's really happening at our southern border, we're going to talk about that with David. There's a guy named Luis Ray Garcia Villagran, leader of several recent migrant caravans. And uh, Villagran started his organization, Center for Human Dignity, with reparations he was paid after years he spent in jail leading the most recent U.S. bound caravan. He uh, directly helped 40,000 migrants across the United States through caravans since September 2021. 40,000 believing it's his duty to God through the work of his organization, Center for Human Dignity. We're evangelical Christians, he said. We try to help people uh, least protected, especially women and children, migrants. Well, how come most of the people coming are men aged 18 to 20, 18 to 30? Yeah, helping mostly women and children, migrants. This isn't true. I mean, most of the people coming over are young men, aren't they, David? Yes, sir. Yeah, that, that's lie number one. And now uh, we've also got another situation that you talked about and you wrote about, and I thought this was uh, absolutely incredible. Thousands of Army Guard soldiers who haven't gotten COVID-19 are going to be forced out. They won't let them uh, get any of their pay for their training. They won't let them get any pay for anything. They're just being forced out because they didn't take the COVID shots. Now, do any of the people coming over have to take COVID shots or be tested? No, they can waltz right on the cross and Biden welcomes them with open arms. Now, if you were a border guard, you've talked to a lot of them, border patrol. These are people who risk their lives and some have died risking their lives. The one uh, fellow did. And uh, several have had that happen to save these people, illegals coming over because they feel like every life is precious and you're thrown to the curb by your own government. The morale has to be terrible among some of the people working on the border patrol. Morale is rock bottom. Good Lord. I don't know how they can keep uh, sustaining this. It, it's, uh, it's a dead end. It's destroying our nation. With the people coming over now, are they're not. Now, talk to General McGrath, who's running for uh, Senate here. And he said that uh, when Biden took over, most of the people coming over were from Mexico. 
Now they're coming over from where? 100, 150 different countries? Yes, sir. They're coming from all over the planet. And, and, and there's a regular route that they take from, from Europe to uh, Mexico City. And then they get into the caravans or else they get uh, private transportation to the border where they just tippy-toe right across the line and, uh, and they're greeted with open arms and debit cards free transportation to wherever they want to go. All free, all free, and they're being distributed throughout the country, aren't they? Yes, sir. They're being packed into L.A., Washington State, uh, New York, uh, big cities in Texas like Dallas, Phoenix, and Tucson, into Denver, all all over the United States, they've been shuffled in there by the Biden administration. You sent me pictures, and I put them up on my website, truthexpressradio.com, of what they've done to the uh, farmers on the border. Uh, they, they aren't safe anymore. They're destroying their fences. They're destroying their property. And it looks like, a, like an open garbage pit now down in the beautiful deserts of Arizona, doesn't it? It looks like a, a trash dump. It does. It does. And you've got another situation where Governor Abbott of Texas has declared it to be an invasion and that the federal government should do something about an invasion. But he's taking a lot of things into his own hands. So now the illegal immigration has moved more to Arizona, to Yuma, and to Nogales. Tell a little bit about that. What's it doing to the people who have farms and ranches and have had for for years on the border there. Uh, I was listening to some people. It's the saddest thing I've ever heard. They don't feel safe even walking out in their own on their own property, do they? No, they, th- those who are close to the border can't leave their residence <laughs> simply because of uh, burglaries and auto thefts and and uh, vandalism, they, they're destroying the water lines that, that uh, water their cattle. Uh, they're stealing their pickups. They're, they're, they're breaking into homes and stealing guns, clothes, food, whatever they can get their hands on. Now, what's the government doing, our government doing, to protect our own citizens from this? I don't know of anything that they're doing. They, uh, Biden has totally abrogated his duties as uh, as president to protect the citizens of the United States. Uh, Article 4, Section 4 of the Constitution requires the federal government to protect the states from invasion. Right. There's nothing in there that says armed invasion. It, it just says invasion. And we're being invaded, and I'm glad that uh, Governor Abbott is about to recognize that, and maybe the border state governors will uh, do something. Now, one of the things, uh, of course, they're not allowing you to, uh, to join if you haven't taken the COVID shot. Already they've got 17 mandated vaccines for people in the military. But uh, the other thing is they're allowing people HIV positive can now be allowed to serve. This doesn't make any sense. A lot of their policies are not making any sense to me. I know they're not making any sense to the people who are serving. And I know that uh, I have so much respect for the people who are working the border. Are they even allowed to do their job anymore? No, they're not. Uh, People seem to think that uh, 
immigration laws were made to uh, keep people out, but quite to the contrary. The immigration laws were made to protect the American people, to protect them from disease, uh, subversives, terrorists, perverts, and and, uh, those who are likely to become public charge. None of that is being observed anymore. It, it, it used to be that you couldn't come into the United States unless you could show a means of support of some kind, either right. a job or a pension or some kind of income so that you don't become a burden to uh, the American people. And one of the most important uh, immigration laws is to protect the American people from disease. People are coming across the line with Hansen's disease, uh, uh, venereal diseases, TB. Right. There's a drug-resistant TB that's running, uh, r- running a rampant uh, everywhere these illegals are sent. Uh, wow. it's, uh, it's a travesty, and uh, Biden has totally abrogated his duties. And sometimes I think that uh, nobody can be so stupid as to doing the stuff that uh, Biden is doing, unless it's intentional. It's, it, it's just it, it's, uh, outrageous and unreasonable. It has to be intentional. Look at what's happened with the uh, amount of fentanyl that's coming across. So we're doing China's bidding by letting them bring fentanyl across. And the number of people dying is over 110,000 who've died from that. COVID was a problem. Yes, but it wasn't the problem that we've got with fentanyl killing off our young people. This is horrible, isn't it? Fentanyl is a relatively new phen- phenomenon. When when I served in the Border Patrol, there was lots of marijuana, heroin, hash oil, right. cocaine. Uh, the drugs were running rampant, and uh, but at least we had a chance to get them because the people, or the officers were not tied up uh, babysitting and processing these illegal aliens with walking papers. And then the crystal meth that they made the bust up in New York from illegal aliens who came over and brought it, and then they let them out. They didn't do anything to the people at all. It's incredible how, you know, it may, I don't know how people serve in the Border Patrol with what's going on now. The worst case that you and I have seen was the uh, Border Patrol where two agents helped the Department of Public, Texas uh, Public Safety secure the border. And they were whipping their horses. They said they were whipping the Haitians. They were cleared, 500-page, 10-month report. They were cleared of any responsibility. And Biden's coming back saying people will pay. Now, if you're working for, for a company and somebody doesn't stand beside you, you don't want to work for them anymore. You want to work for a company where people will support you, especially when you're right. But he just wanted a scapegoat. These poor guys were scapegoats. They weren't whipping the people. Oh, it was like whipping slaves. No, they weren't whipping the people, the Haitians who came over. They were trying to help them, actually. But this is this is absolute insanity, what happened to them. And it's still going on. It's become politicized to a point to where it's impossible for them to do the right thing, which is what they were doing, weren't they? Those officers did absolutely nothing wrong. And yet the Biden administration, uh, after after these officers were found innocent of uh, whipping or mistreating anybody. And that was a a 10-month study to find them innocent. The Biden administration... uh, 
uh, came up with some phony charges, and one of those charges is that they used threats to drive the uh, Haitians back into the river. Now, what are they supposed to do, uh, lure them with Starbucks coffee? <laughs> right, right. Now, I understand that a lot of the work that they're doing now is basically babysitting, but when you think about the people, how many have come over? What's your estimate? They say two million. Well, I did a uh, study for for FAIR here a number of years ago. Right. And what I did, I went to the uh, Mexican uh, uh, government site. At that time, they had a site where where they would list the number of constituents in, in, in each consulate. And uh, I, I looked at each consulate, the ones in the big cities, you know, all over the United States. And then I started adding up the number of uh, people that uh, the Mexican government recognizes as, as Mexican citizens. Right. And I came up with uh, over 20 million. And this was wow. back in the uh, late 90s. Now, since that time, we've had them pouring over our, our borders and, and, and getting these uh, uh, paroled in and just uh, getting legal status, essentially. We'll never, we'll never get rid of them. But um, I, 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 I estimate, and it's an educated guess, okay? I, I admit that it's a guess, but just going on what I've seen and what I've calculated, there's between 30 and 40 million illegal aliens in the United States today, and about 21 of that, uh, 21 million of them are Mexican citizens, and the rest are from all over the world, from Africa, Europe, uh, China. They're, 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 the Everywhere. United States is being invaded for sure. We'll be right back. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? 87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold-buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. Now, we're talking with David Stoddard. David, it's been 116 degrees here. How many people are coming across in 116-degree weather to the Arizona desert? Are we seeing a real reduction of people due strictly to the heat? No, we're not. Uh, No? I mean, 116 degrees is inhumane. I can't even be outside now. But you've got people still crossing over to this racist country. If you listen to President Biden, my God. Well, well the the Mexican uh, illegal alien traffickers lie to these people. They come across at, uh, say, at uh, Lukeville. 
Right. And the Mexican smugglers tell them it's just a, uh, a, a walk over the hill, and there's Phoenix. And they'll they'll um, carry just one jug of water. Oh, and, of course, uh, before the day's over, they're in distress. Now, the Border Patrol has put uh, beacons out where they, uh, they can find a uh, rescue beacon in, uh, in water. And they push a button, and that uh, transmits a signal to the Border Patrol to go pick them up, which they do. They right. save lives. The Border Patrol saves lives every day. And it's uh, it's despicable. Again, I, I, I wouldn't. Can't I wouldn't want to be out in. I wouldn't want to be out in the heat, even as a border patrol. This is brutal right it's, now. It's a terrible way to die, Jeff. And, I've come across they, bodies that uh, 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 that was can't get it out of. Can't, you cannot unsee it. After a person dies in the desert from exposure, it's a, it's a terrible way to die. And uh, it happens uh, every summer. Well, the thing is, you, myself, the Border Patrol, we all care about people. We care about individuals. We believe that God created individuals, and we care about them. We don't want the people to die, but we also want them to come here the right way. Now, I think that the Biden administration has been very surprised that the Hispanic population is not for President Biden. They're not for this. The Hispanic population is not for the illegal immigration because uh, the people who were here originally, who've been over and came here the right way, they uh, want their people. They don't want these gangs coming in. They don't want the drugs coming in. They don't want the pedophiles coming in. They, The good Hispanic people who've lived here and came over here, honestly, they are not for that, are they? No, they're not. And in fact, they're the victims of, of uh, illegal right. uh, immigration. The illegal alien does not settle in the in the gated communities of our nation. They right. settle in the in if they're Hispanic. They settle into the Hispanic community where they sell drugs, commit burglaries, steal cars. They apply the same mores and and and, and culture that they left. They're they're turning this country into the hell that they left. Right. And and this is not right for them because most of them have good values, came here for good reasons, legitimate reasons, and they're very spiritual, religious people, and they're not, not for this. And what, what it's doing is making their communities and them be an unsafe situation. And this is not fair to them. But I think that the Democrats expected these were all going people who were all going to vote for them, but they have a big surprise coming. And I think if you listen to Jill Biden yesterday, they show their racism. Oh, there's many different people from uh, Hispanic countries as there are breakfast tacos. Give me a break. I mean, they have no respect for these people. The border guards have respect for human life. They have respect for these people, but they want to do away with the border guards, don't they? The progressives, the liberals, and the, uh, in short, the Democrats think that at some point in the future that these illegal aliens are going to vote Democrat. But they, the values of the illegal aliens are, are, are family, security, right. uh, everything that we value, they value. And they're not they're just... 
<laughs> yeah, they're also against abortion. We'll be right back. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of social spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold-buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for a no-fee-for-life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. Let me give you David Stoddard's website, nafbpo.org, nafbpo.org. It's available at Truth Express Radio. And I'd like to thank all the uh, podcasts they're carrying and all the stations they're carrying, Truth Express Radio. Now, Ron there's a Buck's lot of going, them, isn't there? What's that? I said there's a lot of them out there, aren't there, Erskine? There are a lot. Now, that's Ron Boat, and Ron is my webmaster. He has PSA video, and he has an article that is out. So if you need any video work done, he's very good. And he has an article that's out. I'm going to let Ron talk with David for a while. Uh, his uh, article is in WorldNetDaily, WND.com. It's called Invasion USA, Biden's Open Border, a Nation-Destroying Force. And he talks about the financial and security cost of illegal immigration. A lot of cost to that, isn't there, Ron? Isn't there, David? A lot of cost. Hi, David. Great to talk with you again. Yeah, it's great to talk to you, Ron. So, Go ahead. Let's talk about the cost of illegal immigration. Well, everybody thinks that, you know, they, the liberals keep saying, well, they're just coming here for the jobs, and that's not really true. They're coming here because crime is, uh, is possible for the ones that want to do that. Um, there's a lot of accidental costs associated, like Marianne Mendoza, a resident here in Phoenix. She lost her son, Brandon, who is a Mesa, Arizona police sergeant. She lost him to a drunk, illegal driver early in the morning driving the wrong way on a freeway. You know and, what Brandon had been doing? He'd been preparing meals for the homeless over Thanksgiving when that happened. Absolutely. And, you know, there's so many stories like that. There's two teenage girls in Virginia that were killed by Alfredo Ramos, an illegal alien who, again, was drunk driving. There's 10 MS-13 gang members who killed a couple of teens and buried them in Virginia. And, uh, you know, there's just there's, there's a lot of crime going on. So the costs are that they come in, they work cheap, they take jobs from particularly minorities in this country, but they take jobs from Americans, they cause crime, they suck us dry with the social things of free housing, free food, um, free transportation, free health care, incarceration costs associated with their crimes, and it just adds up. And, you know, David can tell you 
what a waste of uh, Border Patrol resources it is. They say that a very low percentage of our Border Patrol people are actually doing the immigration thing because they're out changing papers, they're processing paperwork, they're transporting people, they're doing things outside of the tenets of their actual job. Weren't, weren't they also babysitting and changing diapers, David? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. They're doing a lot of babysitting because uh, the cartels are bringing over children, they're bringing uh, young children without their parents. Uh, it's, so what uh, do they do with the young children? Are they selling them, or what are they doing? Human trafficking, how big is that? We haven't talked about that. Oh, it, oh it, it's huge. And, and the uh, under the law... Section uh, 300, I believe it is, maybe it's 301, says that uh, uh, an alien or a a person who is less than three years old, three years old or less, is presumed to be a U.S. citizen when they're encountered. That's that's the the ones that are, are being brought by the cartel. Now, what these uh, uh, people are doing, they're taking their own kid, and they uh, somewhere on their bodies, they, 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 they put a note or, or, or written somehow, the phone number of the parent is living in New York or wherever in the States, so that when these kids are encountered, then the, then the, the authorities call these numbers and they unite these uh, kids with their parents. It's uh, the U.S. government itself is uh, becoming human traffickers. Wow, that's another one of the costs, isn't it, uh, Ron? Yeah, and, and can I take a second and read something here? Quote: The U.S. Border Patrol simply cannot handle its mission under present restraints. Its job is to protect the American public and preserve the sanctity of our international borders. That cannot be accomplished while our borders are overrun by aliens of every nationality and while bureaucrats place unreasonable restraints on how agents operate. I think David will probably recognize that statement because he made it to the subcommittee on uh, criminal justice, drug policy, and human resources 20 years ago. Wow. Yes, it's, only, it's only gotten worse, hasn't it, David? It gets worse every year. It's, it's been it's been going on for uh, for decades, and it just keeps getting worse and worse. And where the uh, U.S. government used to support the border patrol to back them up, now the United States government, in the form of the Biden administration, is looking to punish them for doing their jobs. Why aren't we hearing the truth on the mainstream media? Are they just in the pocket of the Democratic Party? Is that it? Exactly. The uh, mainstream media is complicit. They, they, they like the uh, liberals and the progressives, and they like Democrats. And a lot of times, uh, progressives and Democrats are, are identical, mostly identical. Now... We're trying to secure the border for Ukraine, but we haven't got border secure here. Uh, this didn't happen by accident. How secure was it under Trump versus Biden? 
because it looks to me like he is trying to destroy the country with the illegal immigration and also with the uh, inflation that we've got. Comments on that, both of you. Under under uh, Trump, he uh, secured the nation. He uh, his policies uh, uh, caused illegal uh, alien, illegal immigration to come down to a trickle. Now, to, just to show you uh, uh, how bad it is now, when I was an officer, it took like three hours to process an OTM. Right. An OTM was other than Mexican. An illegal Mexican could be processed just to be what they call a VR, voluntary return across the border. And you could do it with a simple form, an I-213 and an I-274. And, uh, and, and most of them went back voluntarily. And uh, the smugglers are, are, are getting the OTMs other than Mexican, the South Americans, Central Americans, and from wherever they are. If they're not Mexican, it uh, it takes hours to process one. And say when I was in, it took between three and four hours because there was something like 35 or 40 different forms that need to be filled out. Wow. So the it, it's easy for the cartels to overload the Border Patrol. They run across a load of OTMs. Then they run their cocaine, heroin, marijuana, and uh, fentanyl. Wow. An officer cannot do much uh, uh, sitting at a table uh, uh, filling out papers. That's that's incredible. Comment comment on that, Ron, please. Well, you know it's amazing, and and they hand out these NTAs, a notice to appear down the road, maybe sometime, kinda, almost. If in fact you want to show up in a year or two when your court date comes up, and illegals are able to travel around the country with these uh, notices that they're given, they're handed out like food stamps, and. So there's no accountability. They don't know where people are going once they get into this country. Uh, back in, in 2016, according to ICE, they had uh, released people convicted of more than 10,000 criminal assaults, 800 wow. sexual assaults, 400 homicide-related offenses, and 300 kidnappings. And there were over 350,000 known criminals, criminal aliens, in the United States not detained by ICE. And how, now, many got, how many gotaways do we have? David, they, they, any, always, any, any idea that the number of gotaways, those who don't even go, never get caught, they just run off and get away? David, I think it's what, a thousand a day they're, they're saying? I think it's unknown because if they're gotaways, the only way to count them is with footprints and uh, images from uh, electronic equipment. But there's lots of places along the borders, like arroyos that run north and south, where they can't be tracked. They can't be picked up. They can't be counted. So there's uh, uh, people really don't know. They can only estimate the number of uh, gotaways per day. Because we're talking about... Uh, from San Diego to Brownsville, Texas, and that's a big, long border, and there's lots of places where they can cross without being detected. So nobody really knows. I don't care what they say. Nobody really knows. 
Now, more people are coming in from other countries. This is the other problem. As more people come in from other countries, are they not inclined? Some of them are coming for their for the good of the United States. You've got a number of Muslims. You've got a number of people from China, a number of people from other places who are coming in, and they're sneaking in. And are they not uh, possibly setting up sleeper cells in this country to do us harm? I think they, I think they definitely are. I fear that. I fear that because there's lots of subversives out there. Right. That's why I'm not thinking all of these, Not all of these people who are sneaking into the country want to get jobs and uh, be uh, uh, Good citizens, productive, right. productive right. members of society. Like, like you said, a lot of them are coming up to form sleeper cells, and a lot of them are coming as uh, participants, as members of the cartels who are setting up distribution uh, lines in the big cities, like Phoenix, for example, where, where, where you live. Right. Well, we're setting up seeds of our own destruction, aren't we? Absolutely. And the cost of it. And what is the cost of it, Ron? What are you seeing on that? You did study on it for World Net Daily. Well, it's it's hard to put a dollar figure on it. Back uh, just a couple of years ago, uh, the physical burden physical burden of illegal immigrants on the taxpayer, as reported by the Federal Federation for American Immigration Reform, they said that the cost was about 135 billion dollars a year, <laughs> and they claimed that immigrants paid about 19 billion in taxes. Through one means or another. Now, what what would it cost to finish the wall? Not much. Not much. Couple of, couple of billion. You know, it's couple it, of it billion versus versus all of this other expense, and then we would have a secure border, and uh, that was that's what we needed was to get the wall faced, isn't it? It would certainly help. I mean. Fair is estimating that by 2025, just a couple years down the road, the, the net cost to citizens will be $200 billion a year for illegals. And now, what, what is that cost? Is a lot of it hospitals and schools, or is there a lot of other things entering into it? Well, it's, it's education, it's transportation. We cart them around. You know, here in Arizona, I did a report not long ago that said that uh, illegals, if you have, if you need health care, then you call the state, you, you set up, they'll send you to a doctor, and if you need an interpreter, they pay an interpreter to go to be there, and if you don't have a car or means to get there, they will send a cab to take you there. So you've got health care, you've got transportation, you've got uh, translation fees, you've got drugs, You've got uh, any number of things, and then you—that's like better. That's better than the tax-paying citizens get. Absolutely, and and again, that doesn't include incarceration fees. You know what it costs to house and feed and secure these people once they're in jail. And then you've got court costs, and the government loves to pay for their legal fees. They're sending lawyers to the border now, uh, immigration lawyers, to help these people get in here and be covered, and. Again, David can address that because I'm sure he had firsthand contact with people the government sends in to help the people on the government's behalf. 
And in Arizona, I know in Scottsdale, they've taken over a whole hotel. It wasn't a bad hotel. They've done the same thing elsewhere in Texas and other places. You've heard of that, haven't you, uh, David, the taking over hotels for the illegals? Yes. Yes, that's true. They, 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 they take over hotels, pay uh, 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 for their, their, their catered uh, meals, and while homeless veterans are left on the street in, in the heat, oh, like, yeah. uh, like today. We, we see them every day, the veterans, and I've done work at some of the uh, places they set up. Gregory Peck Sunset one up in Phoenix and been out there. And I remember one veteran, I've told the story several times. He said, we're glad when you come. I said, why? Because your people bring us a choice of salad dressings. They're that grateful for something that simple. I mean, it's sad what we're doing to our veterans, our own veterans who fought willing to die for our country, and yet the illegals are coming and getting everything. It's not, it's simply, this is not the America that we loved. We'll be right back. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold-buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. Broad Boats article, available at WorldNet Daily. Biden's open borders, a nation-destroying force. Biden's open borders, a nation-destroying force. Would you agree with that, David? Yes, sir. Wow. What what do we need to do? Let's talk with you first and then uh, Ron. Please go ahead, David. What do we need? Well, to first do? of all, we need a new administration. Amen. A person yes. like, like Trump back in office who will take control, institute policies, uh, that uh, and, and, re- and respect, respect those giving them, giving them debit cards and uh, free transportation, free goodies, and, res- and respect the officers and rule of law. That's another big key. Exactly. That's what we need. Well, hopefully, that'll happen. What do you think, Ron? Same thing. Yeah, the administration is totally the problem. You know, I mean, there's. If you take all of them in the whole administration, from the president to Mayorkas to Harris to any of them, there's not a half a brain in the whole group. And what half a brain they do have, it's dedicated to trying to destroy this country. They, they, none of them know what they're doing. When, when they say, when, when Mayorkas says, you know, we're working with our partners to solve a problem, well, I don't think the, the partnership is working because uh, – We've got too many problems. When the White House rambling orator says that the borders are closed, 
you know, as she reads from her book, uh, you know, she's wrong. It's a lie. And so there's not a guy in the whole group that wants to do the job to protect this country, and that's the CPB's job is to protect us and to help those that really need asylum, if it's true, but in general, it's their job to protect this country, and it's not getting done because they're being handcuffed themselves. So when Mallorca says the border's secure, when the president's uh, press secretary says the border's secure, they're just lying to the people, aren't they, David? That's right. That's right. Their definition of having a secure border is keeping up with the processing as the uh, aliens uh, come across the line. Keeping up with the uh, with the influx with uh, parole and notices to appear and and and, and their definition of a success is uh, when the aliens are able to uh, get their free transportation to wherever they want to go. Now you and I can't travel on an airline unless we show a driver's license or some kind of ID. But the right. illegal aliens can travel uh, with just a notice to appear. Wow. And, and, and David has a great viewpoint, too, on these NGOs that are assisting these people. And uh, I think they're as traitors as the administration is. Like Catholic charities that helps them and all? Yep. And David has a great view on that. Go ahead, David. The NGOs. Yeah, the uh, this has been going on for years. The uh, Catholic charities have been uh, processing illegal aliens and giving them housing and uh, benefits and uh, distributing them. They, they were doing it in the in the seventies, eighties, nineties, and they're still doing it. And uh, the Catholic Church does not see the world in terms of boundaries and nations. They see the world in uh, in terms of uh, the Catholic Church. And these boundaries and nations, immigration laws, are just uh, obstacles to be overcome. Without, without boundaries, you do not have a nation. I don't know how many people want to keep their house open so anybody can come in. I don't think too many. So this is the same thing. This is our house. This country is our house. It's got an open door right now. And, and it's I, got I, I close. That it's time we close the door. We let in who we want to. We take the welcome mat down. We don't welcome everyone. We want welcome those who want to be here, have good reasons for being here, and those who have done it the right way. And that's what uh, President Trump did, did the right way. Let's hope that we can get back to sanity and that we can also restore our republic. We've got a lot of work to do. We've got an election coming up, and we better get busy. Comments we welcome that, people into this country who want to be beneficial to society. Amen. And unfortunately, the vast majority of those who are sneaking into the country now have ulterior motives. They want freebies. They want to join family. They they come uh, diagnosed with cancer for free medical care. They, they come with uh, different diseases, some diseases which been, has been stamped out in the USA, theoretically. Like John F. Kennedy said, it's not what your country the truth can do express. for you. 
You can listen on your favorite podcast app or local radio station. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs operated five years running for your IRA or 401k. Call 800-356-4470 today.